Ah, any questions for me, please? Yes? Well, how appropriate. Because today is Ask Terry Anything Day. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. I know that you must know this by now, that I love questions. I really love asking questions. That is why I have a podcast that I invite others onto so that I can ask them questions. It's my sneaky way to tend to a question-asking addiction. I've always been curious, and I just love the whole thing about asking a question and waiting to see what somebody asks. But given the fact that I do love to ask questions, some may assume that I don't love to answer them, and that would be wrong because I love questions and I love when they're put back at me so or given to me. So um, early on in the dreaming and and whatever of this particular podcast um my uh friend brian cole said hey why don't you have a segment that's uh, uh you know a recurring podcast segment where um people can ask you questions and so that's what i've been doing it's just been a while since i think we had one um so here we are today and i always wonder like what could come in you know there's a, there's some that i need to go back through that never made it on not because i didn't like the question but we just moved on and then new questions came there's only so much time that i want to chit chat with you um or whatever you know in the length of the podcast but the questions that i have for you today i think are super good um, they're, they're, uh, well, well, the first one right off the bat, do they, this, this one uh, just is like, let's get to the point. The question is, where were you born? Where was I born? I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. My mama used to dance for them. I was born in the wagon of a traveling show. I was born in the, no, no, sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. I digress. I forget that this is being recorded and I don't like to edit. So you have to sit with that. Um, I was born in California, California. Here I come right back where I started from. Um, I, uh, was born in a city, a, a town what differentiates a city and a town? I'll have to look that up. I believe it was a city. Maybe it's both. The city of Pomona, P-O-M-O-N-A, at Pomona Valley Hospital. And um, I grew up, my address was Pomona as well, in the home that I was raised in. Though it wasn't actually literally Pomona, it was like a um, county area that a bunch of towns and or cities, depending on the differentiation, um, that they butted up together. But our address was Pomona. 
And 6235134, I think, was my phone number. But nobody asked me that. So why did I give that information? Because I always give more information. I'm an over-information giver. But yes, to answer uh, your question, I was born in the state of California. And I believe the county, Pomona County... Pomona was in Los Angeles County, I think, but where I actually lived was in San Bernardino. And um, I lived there uh, well into my um, 20s. And I still think of California as home, though it doesn't feel like my home anymore Ah, sometimes like I know that you guys know that I took a road trip and we came back through California and it's a beautiful state it it really is it has its challenges um and has struggled uh in just even right now with recent years and and finances from what I understand though I don't track it but um I think that the coastline, I mean, there's just so much to it. There's so much to California. It's a big old state, first of all. But I love the fact that I'm from California, though I don't love California like I used to. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't think I realized how much it was until I didn't live there on you know, somewhat of a regular basis and to return to it and go, oh, okay. Though Phoenix, you know, is a lot too sometimes. I think I'm, I'm sounding like a crab apple, but I, I know that I clocked a lot of hours on the freeways um, in the, uh, oh, what, 10, 11, 12 years that I drove in Southern California because I left I want to say, uh, not permanently, but I mean, I, I started venturing away from California um, when I was 26 or 27. So given that I was 16 when I started driving, yep, I think the math was right on that. I just put a lot of time in on the freeway and um, I'm quite patient overall as a person and tolerant. Yet I just remember feeling like, wow. This is a long time to be sitting on a freeway. And literally you would sit. So there, there's those things, which, you know, isn't necessarily the state's, the beautiful state's fault. It's um, maybe because it's such a beautiful state and the land of, um, well, La La Land and the land of opportunity um, that it has the traffic that it does. But I mean, that that's one thing. And then I... I know that, you know, uh, growing up there, the four letter word smog was a, um, uh, you know, a bad word, a bad thing. We would, I, I grew up with a pool in our backyard and we would of course be in the pool in the summertime all the time. And, um, by the end of the day, just this heavy smog lung. You know, where it kind of felt tickly if you took a deep breath. Like right now, I think I'm manifesting. So it's manifesting it. So if I start coughing, um, forgive me. But um, I love, I have such fond memories of where I lived and where I grew up and where I was born to get back to the question. 
and um, I'm tickled to say that that's where I'm from, though, you know, things have evolved and changed, but uh, I don't know. Person who answered that question, where are you from? Send me that in a message, please. Okay, let me see what I have here. Number two, I loved hearing about your road trip. Why, thank you. What was your favorite part about it? Well, I kind of alluded a little bit, but you know what? I don't think I went full on into saying what was my favorite. So this person actually wants me to commit to something on that. Um, My, you know, getting me to say a, a definitive on anything, like I have such a hard time narrowing anything down, particularly from a menu. But this is kind of like that. Um, I, uh, you know, to be honest, and I, I try not to give these questions too much thought, though I do see them prior to recording, but um, so that I can, you know, live in this moment with you authentically. Uh, I love exchanges with people. So those were the highlights for me. I have, um, I have some places that I can say were my favorite to travel through. Uh, one being Vermont. I just was so taken with the beauty of Vermont and New Hampshire and Maine. I mean, both, all three of them, um, were just my cup of tea. Uh, I am a big tree person and there were lots of trees Um, and it was just, I don't know, man, it was dreamlike. I really, really loved Vermont. But so, yes, as far as a a state, a place that I uh, encountered on the road, that would probably be one of my favorites. But it was the the visiting with people. And you guys know me on that one, right? I mean, I love to visit. Um, And uh, we started out visiting with Jonathan's family who were gathering, as you know, if you listened, uh, on behalf of his brother Daniel in a celebration of life um, event that took place in Michigan. And I had um, met personally a good portion of the people that were there, but so many that I hadn't met and family members that I finally got to meet. And I, it was just a love fest for me. I don't know how they felt about it on the other end, but I know that it was definitely a love fest, uh, for them in regards to saying a lovely, um, goodbye to their brother. It was beautiful there. It was, um, full of buggies, but, I I know this will probably surprise some of you that though I am, you know, kind of out there, my personality comes um, to the table boldly. I'm really kind of shy. I'm introverted in a very natural place. And because there was so much going on with the people there, one of the things that I enjoyed about being there that isn't exactly um, a visiting element is I love just sitting back and watching and seeing the exchanges between family members and children. And um, these are people that are all very, very new to me. 
And uh, in terms of the amount of time I've spent with them, it's all relatively new. There are some that I've spent more time around than others, but in terms of Jonathan's family, because of the distance, um, they are new to me, but I love watching and taking it all in. And that was a highlight. And in continuing with the visiting um, theme, I think I also shared, I know I did, I'm just reminding you that I had recalled that a friend of mine from high school, um, Sue Heaps was her name in high school. And then she added Hannah to it when she married her husband, Brian Hannah, and they live now in Vermont. And we connected with them prior to making our way out there. And they're just like, come on, let us know when you're in town. And as we got closer and sort of had a definite date, we did plan something and went and visited. And you know, it's such a cool feeling. It's at least 20 years since I've seen her. I saw her after um, uh, graduation. So I've been out of school 20 years. Is anybody laughing at that? That's good. Maybe you bought it, but no, I, we had been out of school for a bit, but it was a little over 20 years ago that, um, that we saw one another and it was just like we had seen each other last week. You know, it was that fresh and she looks amazing and her husband is lovely and their house is lovely. And, it's just an exciting time for them to be, they've been in Vermont now in, into their second year, but they're just doing things they wanted to do and living ways that they wanted to live and, and having a garden and growing their own stuff. And they've built a, a barn and they're um, canning food and they're living off of their land, so to speak. But it's, it's not in a rural area. It, it just, they just happen to have some property to be able to do it. But, uh, and then they're still artists and they're doing their thing, you know, um, re, re, revitalized quite recently, uh, with, um, some of the restrictions lifting from the pandemic. But, uh, that was a highlight. And then, uh, you know, take the little car trip on over to Cape Cod. Um, the journey from there to Cape Cod, of course, was beautiful and lovely, like I mentioned, because we traveled through those states that I mentioned that I'm just like, have a crush on Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine. But um, my friend that I got to see after 30 years. And um, that was a trip. Patrick Stuckey, David Patrick Stuckey. He was a guest last week on my podcast, but it was surreal, you know, and I was in his home and this warmth and this generosity that was extended to me and to Jonathan and my barking dog, Dixie. It was over the top warm, just like that, that, you know, that connection that I had with Sue after all these years to walk in and then see Patrick was it blew me away and that was definitely um stitched together with this people experience for me this visiting and then continuing with this my favorite um also is heading back uh to the west coast to um partake in a very generous offer from my cousin Hugh Parker and um, at the end of that time that we rested and enjoyed his cabin on Lake 
Tahoe where you look out this huge wall of windows and you see the lake like right there. It was just a gorgeous view from both the living quarters and the bedroom upstairs. Um, We got a chance to see him and visit with him, though briefly we got a chance to do that. And for me, that's always really a thrill. I I saw him a lot more when we were younger and in the adult years, you know, things like that just happen and we get busy and paths don't cross as much, but we got a chance to, um, send, spend time with him and his girl, Bridget. And then, uh, I also saw my uncle Ron, my mom's older brother and his wife, June, and they were so generous, generous with us and took us to dinner. And, and then I saw my aunt Connie that used to be married to Ron and, um, her sister, Robin and, I was actually staying in Hugh's other home. They sw- swapped with us. They took the um, the cabin and we stayed in their home as we were traveling on down the coast of California. And so I made dinner for um, Connie and Robin and we got a chance to visit. See that word again? Visit? <laughs> My face lights up with that word. And then heading on down, and I know I'm repeating some of the episode where I shared our journey, but this is to answer the question of what was my favorite. I saw my good friends, Jim and Lori Cooney, again. They opened up their home so warmly, and they barbecued, and we cooked, and we visited, and chatted, and and Lori bestowed me with some lovely skincare gifts because she knows how to get to my heart. And it was lovely, just absolutely lovely. And then continued on from there into the the valley, not literally the valley, but further into Southern California and saw my um, cousins. And again, uh, opened up the home, cut loose, relaxed, felt restored and had a chance to visit with Tammy and her daughter, Heather and AJ. And then we headed on home. So the people exchanges were truly like the highlight for me. Uh, But I gotta say, seeing the East Coast and then finishing it off with a beautiful stay on the West Coast, hmm, things could be worse. These were just some really, really beautiful days. And Lake Tahoe is just stunning. And uh, it's not my first time there, but it was my first time at my cousin's cabin and just glorious. And then like I've already said and can't say enough, I fell in love with Vermont and um, and New Hampshire and Maine. So those were highlights for me. Um, let me move on. Uh Oh, okay. If you had not become an actress, actor, actress, what would you have wanted to do? I feel like I've answered a similar question before. Maybe I should do a better job at editing um, or looking at what I've done before. But, um, well, hmm. You know, when I was really little, I had exposure to um, the professional acting world because my grandmother thought I was a genius and she's such a wise woman. And she had read something, an article um, or an invite to submit to, to 
as part of an auditioning process for children and they needed to be able to read. And I was a young, an early reader, like pretty early, like into my three, into my number three year. Um, and, uh, anyway, so I, I don't know that I got, I mean, I found it very interesting doing that then, it felt kind of fancy and I loved having my picture taken. Oh my Lord. I, we I had my pictures taken by a couple different people. And I remember the first time I had my pictures taken, the fellow did not seem as artsy. Um, he was more of like a regular, like go have family portraits taken. And, um, then I guess it was an agent or someone said, uh, no, we would, we, this is what we're looking for. So this person was, uh, lived in the Hollywood heel, hill heels. And I just remember his space being so cool. I was little. Okay. <laughs> I was like four. Um, when I was having some of these pictures taken, those might've actually been by the time I was five, but I just gravitated to the creativity that was all around me. So I'm breaking this down right now as I'm answering this question. I think um, that I probably contemplated wanting to be an actress, but I did love art. I loved to draw. I loved to paint. I loved creative things. So I, I was probably um, sort of predisposed to because of those desires to seeking out something that would be, um, creative. But let me just go ahead and try and answer this question. I think that I really did want to teach. And, um, that was something that just stirred in me. I remember being in my history class in high school and appreciating what I was learning, but I thought, you know, I could be a history teacher. Um, and really any kind of teacher. I just love the idea of exchanging and I love communicating. I love, um, expressing new ideas, sharing information. So it seemed like a natural kind of, um, fit for me, but uh, I had an opportunity that really sort of changed everything and just right out of high school. So that did put me back into the, um, the actress lane, but I think I definitely would have loved to teach because this career has flexibility and, um, I don't have to just do one thing. I also have some stirrings right now of, um, letting that, um, artist in me to, to come out the, the, um, hands-on painting, jewelry making, um, that kind of thing. I think that I would really love to just dive into that and let that be, if nothing else, just an outlet to, um, to stream my creativity in and through. So, but I really would have liked to have been a teacher and I do some coaching now and that sort of fulfills that part of me. Um, I coach, um, young artists. Well, they don't have to be young, but I do a lot of 
coaching with young people. Um, and I coach people who aren't artists in just communicating and figuring all that out. The gifts that I bring to the table as an actress um, don't just have to stay there. They can be applicable across the board to other professions and people that are in need of other help. So I do do that. And that helps with the whole thing about wanting to be a teacher. But I kind of wanted to write on a chalkboard. And I know by the time I would have probably been a teacher, maybe chalkboards really weren't a thing anymore. But I loved writing on the chalkboard. I have a lot of chalk just made me think about this. That's probably why I have a lot of chalkboard painted things in my home. My office has three sliding um, doors on the um, closet and they're all chalkboard. And I was just looking at them today before I even wasn't even thinking about these questions. I was looking at them today because I love the look where you have written, you know, quite a bit on a chalkboard and then erased it. And it has that variegated light to dark pattern of what was once left there in the chalk. Maybe I should just go take a nap now. I'm going places. I don't know. I love talking to you guys, though. So um, let's see. What else do we have? Did that answer it? I think so. You're not there to say yes. So I'm just going to make that decision. Um, mm, Shoot. What's your favorite food? I know that when I saw this question, it was going to be one that I wanted to take, whether or not I've answered it before or not. Um because I'm hungry. And there's so much to that question because there's not a lot of foods that I don't really love. But I think I'm going to give you some of my favorites just off the top of my head. Immediately we come what comes to mind and I know I've talked about this before is a southern meal that my grandma used to make which was um beans and cornbread, like pinto beans a pot of them, mildly soupy still, you know, just regular old, you know, Cracker Barrel sells stuff like this, though my grandmother's tore up Cracker Barrels, y'all. But um, then cornbread, uh, fried okra, fried, yeah, I know, fried squash. I think the one that I liked the most was called a patty pan. It kind of had a floral pattern. So when it was sliced, it was kind of like loopy around the edges. Um, my grandma would slice tomatoes and onions when I was young. I really wasn't digging the onions, but I do now. Um, and my, um, papa loved peppers. So peppers, little teeny tiny hot peppers, and then the tighter skin, firmer peppers. If you know what I'm talking about, those would all be part of this meal and not that would be like a vegetable southern dinner there sometimes there might be fried chicken and other occasions but i loved that um particular meal and also it ended with usually a um peach cobbler made from scratch or one of her cakes which just a really quick cake was either a chocolate cake with kind of an icing and she would ice it warm and it kind of get that crispy crunchiness on the top. And, um, and then the same with the white cake. I mean, I just remember Stan and watching her. She was amazing. She didn't really measure anything, which I think is kind of scary when it comes to baking because that's such a science, but I think she'd done so much of it. She just knew and she just, and just whipped it together and it was 
super cool. But that is one of my all-time favorite meals. I also love Mexican food. And that's also because of my childhood, because we had neighbors um, from Mexico. And the daughter was a good 10 years, maybe 10, 11 years older than me. Um, but she was a babysitter. And, but her mother, um, Mrs. Sandoval, made, again, beans, um, but refried beans, but she made her own tortillas. They also made napalitos, which is kind of like a green bean, but it's made from cactus. And um, they, you know, I mean, I was just, they did everything by scratch and I loved it. To this day, I will rate a Mexican food establishment based on their beans. They don't have to be exactly like Mrs. Sandoval's, but if they're in that realm, then it's like, okay, this place knows what they're doing and the beans are the bomb. Um, so I'm really big on Mexican food. There's a couple places that I really love here in the Valley that I love to go to, um, for Mexican food. One is kind of a hole in the wall, but well-recognized in the Valley. It's called El Bravo. And it is, um, they had their salsas kind of unique. They put cucumber in it. And I love that. Um, I also, and I feel like I'm talking like I'm from the Valley in SoCal, I don't know where that came from. I also have a place in the West Valley that has a particular chimichanga. My my mouth is so full of spit right now because I'm salivating, but they have a particular chimichanga. It's their green chili chimmy. And I get it with red and green sauce, Christmas, as well as their... um, jalapeno cream cheese on top and then it's put under the little salamander broiler thing and it is heaven um that is from a restaurant that we call rio rico but i don't know why we call it that it's el mirage rio mirage that's it rio mirage cafe i don't know where why we transitioned to calling it rio rico but you won't find it if you look for that and then Um, just recently, just recently, folks, I have become somewhat obsessed and I've had to say back away from the burrito. I, um, there's a, a taco truck, Waldo's Tacos, and they have always a line of people, but their taco, their street tacos are the are the bomb. Well, my uncle Ron came into town not long ago and he wanted to know where he could go get some tacos. And we're like, you gotta go here, brother. So he went, but he also ordered their, um, burrito. And it's basically the same kind of ingredients on any one that you might choose with the exception that you can, um, swap out the meat. Well, um, I have an obsession now with their carne asada, carne asada burrito, add cheese and guacamole. I don't know. I think I've had three in the past month and, um, I seriously have had to say step, step back, step back from the taco truck. Their hot sauce is crazy hot, which I love. Their red, 
excuse me, I just had a hiccup. They're red sauce, but then they're green sauce. I'm, I lean towards the green. I like green, like the green chili chimmy. Anyway, so that, those are some of my favorite foods. I, I didn't really mention a dessert per se, but, um, I'm not a super big sweet eater. If I had to choose between sweet and savory, I would always go the savory, but my grandma's peach cobbler. Oi, oi, oi. I also love, we could just spend the rest of the time talking about this. I also love an In-N-Out burger. I was just sharing with my husband, you know, because constantly addressing and figuring out my weight challenges and food addictions and all of that, you know, eliminating some things. So the burrito got added in. Um, I mean, there's a lot of good food out there. Don't get me wrong, but there's some stuff that's just like anchored in my past and my history that nobody really can duplicate. And it's just always going to be good for me. You know, I mean, it's like it will, it's not anything that I have all the time necessarily, but an in and out burger, a double, double. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Have I done a three patty? I have. I have. What's it to you? Are you thinking I've done four? Maybe one time I did because I just wanted to see if I could get my hand around it and what kind of effort would take to take a bite. And I'll tell you what, it was a lot easier than I thought. So there, but it actually, that was kind of too much meat, but I would venture once in a while, maybe back to the three patty, but my mainstay is a double, double grilled onions. Sometimes I like grilled and raw, but I'm right in there. And I, I know people can you know, they talk about the fries, you know, give the fries a break. They are not McDonald's fries, but they're a fresh fry. You can stand right there or sit actually in the drive-thru in your car and watch the guy or girl just slam them down through that fry slicing machine. So, um, and they have a pretty mean chocolate shake too. So that's also a favorite. You know why I'm saying all of this? I'm so hungry, so I'm not going to stop talking about it. I forgot that in California, California, here I come, right back where I started from. Uh, I digress. Um, some of my favorite things there, and I may have mentioned this before, but there's a little place called Espio's. It is not in its original location. It is in Claremont, California, and they have a tostada. A tostada. Now, Maybe you've experienced tostadas like that you could get at Taco Bell or that it's a little tortilla with a schmear of beans and maybe a little bit of chicken and some shredded lettuce and shredded cheese. And maybe the height on it could be, I don't know, maybe an inch ishy, maybe a little bit more. No, we're talking, this is kind of like a salad on top of um, a hefty amount of beans and cheese. And I have just always gotten the, the bean one, not that the chicken and the beef aren't good and you can also have them in beans. It's just been my go-to, but it is a, a mound of lettuce and then a mound on top of that of their white secret cheese blend, which I happen to know the secret 
message me. And then this is the interesting thing. It's a red wine vinaigrette of sorts that comes like in a shaker bottle and you, well, not since COVID, but it's in little containers, but that you douse over, but on top, it has two sliced tomatoes on the side that kind of lean like a, like a lean to on the side. And then right on top is, you know, I think on a good day, you can get a half of an avocado on there, but it's at least a quarter of an avocado. And, um, and I'm like beside myself right now. I really shouldn't have gone down this road. I shouldn't have answered this question, <laughs> but they're chips. Oh my they make I'm gonna cry I really know my nose is getting red I'm getting emotional they make the best chips they fry their own um that you can tell it they made their you know their own um you know the own the, the the yellow corn tortilla, um, the corn tortilla, and then they divide it in quarters and they fry them and they get all weird and bubbly and layers pop up and thin, but then they they season them with something uh, a mixture and I I have not found this secret out, but I know that it has like chili powder and maybe some paprika in it, some garlic salt, some onion, maybe a pinch of sugar, I'm guessing. I'm not sure. Definitely salt in the mixture. But while they're hot and greasy, they put this on there. So when you get chips, like it's kind of like searching for the chip that has the best amount of stuff on it. But then their salsa is just the bomb. And this place has been around forever and ever. My mom and dad, um, they, um, I've been going there since I was in my mother's womb. And, uh, they, they went there after their, their, they got married. <laughs> that was their evening dinner with their family. They went to, um, to SPOs, but it is just, I mean, brings tears to my eyes. If my cousin Tammy's listening, we have met there many a time, um, in my trips back and forth from, from Arizona to California, meet you at SPOs. Oh my gosh, that's like a love love letter to me right there. Meet you at SBOs. Oh, and then I started adding to that. I was never an enchilada person, but my mom was. And so I know that was one of her favorite things there. So I'm like, mm, let me follow Mama Sita's lead. And I started getting a cheese enchilada. Well, I can't do a cheese enchilada and a tostada. <laughs> who said no so Tammy and I would split it so that way you kind of got the taste and the experience of the enchilada they had the best red enchilada sauce the best and just simple cheese um black olives finely diced onion so it doesn't wah, overwhelm you and this enchilada sauce and cheese on top I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't know I might have to yeah I'm tell Jonathan let's get in the car I don't know. There's another road trip coming. Then I will say this last thing and then I just have to stop because I could go on and on and on. Oh, have you seen my butt lately? Yeah, I could go on and on and on. Um, Vince's Spaghetti. These are from my childhood, these places, but the, but I'm not the only one who loves these. These pe people across the country, 
that have experienced Vince's will have Vince's ship it out to them. It's a meat sauce like nobody makes meat sauce. You know, I mean, like not not like super duper Italian-y, you know, when you go to a place, you dun, 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 dun. I mean, it, um, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to have to do some research to find out what region this recipe might come from because I'm sure it was a family recipe. But then come when you get a dinner there, it comes with soup and salad and they have a vegetable, um, a vegetable beef soup. It's just so simple, so essentially clean. And then the salad is just a oil and, and red wine vinegar, nothing fancy to it. But then they have their garlic bread or their cheese bread. I've always just gotten the garlic bread though. I don't know why, because I'm a cheese lover. It is just, I don't know. I'm a little depressed right now just talking about this because I'm so hungry and I want it. But those are some of my favorites. Whoever asked that, did you see what you did? Huh? How you feel about yourself right now? All right. I think we're going to just take one more question, though there were more here. Um, I like this one. And this one has been asked of me in not even so much the formal setting of Ask Terry Anything. I've just had this conversation come up. This uh, question says, will you ever add video slash on camera to your podcast? I know that has, you know, like an official name, but I think I want to. What do you think about that? One of the things that I've loved about the podcast is one, it provides me that freedom just to visit, you know, and I'm not really worrying about any other components of production and what have you. But you know, I might not need to carry that anxieties into video, but I have so many folks ask me that they want to see who I'm talking to and they want to see me and they want to experience that. So, um, I am putting it in the hopper and, um, I'm not going to be afraid of it because remember it took me a long time to start the podcast. Um, but I'm not going to run to the edge of the diving board too many times before I turn about, turn uh, about and reconsider. But I am seriously thinking about it. And then I would go ahead and keep the audio portion available um, in uh, a listening, you know, podcast. I think there's something really cool about that. I had someone pay me a compliment and I can't really say that I um, resonate because I feel that, um, well, she, the compliment was recently is that she just loved my voice and, um, and it was actually, I think through a friend that she said this, I don't know that she told me that specifically, but, um, I don't know what you hear, but when I hear it back, it just kind of sounds a little bit like a vocal version of a bull in a China shop. I don't, there's like nothing refined I feel about it. Sometimes I try to tell myself to slow down and like refine what's coming out of my mouth. And that doesn't really ever stick for very long, but I know that I have a deep resonating voice. So maybe that's part of it too. Perhaps it's a little hypnotic. Perhaps you're feeling tired, sleepy. You just want to close your eyes. <laughs> maybe that's what I want to do for a career hypnotize people. Sue, I have a friend who does that. Um, 
anyway, uh, be thinking on that. If you have any thoughts on that, if you would, do you prefer one over the other? Would you um, want me to make sure that I kept the audio available, the podcast listening on um, Apple and Spotify, um, as well as add video to something? Or does adding video really appeal to you? Uh, I think that's it. I think... um, I'm super hungry, so I'm going to go drink some water and fend off this what could be an eating fest that carries over for 72 hours. So I need to chill. And um, I enjoy um, these Ask Terry Anythings. Anythings. So keep sending in your stuff. You can go to my website, which is terrysummers.com forward. <clears throat> I think a bug just flew in my mouth. Oh, goodness. Well, I was hungry. Hold on. Mm. Does it gross you out like it grosses me out to hear somebody smack or swallow when it's been recorded? Do I just need to have therapy and move on? Possibly. Um, What was I saying? Oh, terrysummers.com forward slash podcast and there's an ask terry anything portion there and you send your question and i will answer it it could end up in a pile of things that don't get answered like the rest of the ones right here but i think i'll do some housework and go pull the ones that i did never get to and then i'll have a new batch for you coming up but i love the fact that some of them um i love the freshness of having you send in things so please do that and i am reminded as i watch and listen to video podcasts and what have you, that there's always that thank you at the end. Thank you for listening. And um, I feel warm and fuzzy when they tell me thank you. And then they say, remember to subscribe. Uh, I feel they're being a little pushy when they say remember. They're assuming I've forgotten and that it has not been my choice to not subscribe. But I get it. That's what we want people to do is subscribe. So I'm not being pushy, but I would love for you to subscribe. And then they also say like, hit that like button. The one I just heard though the other day, she said it so well. She said, and if something that I've shared is something you like, hit the like button. Well, there you go. You got me on that. I'll I'll like you just because you said it that way. And then there's the leave a comment. I don't get a lot of comments. Are you afraid of me? Have I put pressure on you? Just leave me a comment. Just say a little something. Right behind the dot dot. Okay. I'm hungry and I'm punchy. So I'm going to go. What a fun time it's been to share Ask Terry anything with you today. See ya. No, I won't see ya. Talk to you next week, folks. Bye.